Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on this chilly Tuesday morning in the Capital Region. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, or online at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Ladies, gentlemen, do I have an idea for you. Chocolate, a little overrated. It's Valentine's Day. Instead of going in a chocolate and flowers that you can't even eat, might I recommend some Wilhock beef jerky? You get some candy there as well, which is delicious. Maybe some sausage, maybe some rubs, maybe some pickles and eggs. Think about it. I think it could be a very nice twist on the traditional Valentine's Day gifts. The text line is one 1440 As I mentioned, Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here. It's game day as the Edmonton Oilers are going to bounce back after the loss in Los Angeles, taking on the Detroit Red Wings just after 7 o'clock down at the Ice District. We'll talk about that game, a little bit about the NBA, of course, some daily fantasy from last night and going into tonight. Did you have Wembenyama on your daily fantasy lineup last night as he torched the Toronto Raptors? If not, you probably should have. I think we touched on that yesterday, Brandon. The Toronto Raptors, as of late, given up like 130-plus points. It's just not good defense for this Toronto Raptors team. Victor Wembenyama and the San Antonio Spurs, who really aren't a great team. Now, they found a way to make it work last night against the Raps. Yeah, I actually watched a lot of this game uh, because of the light NHL schedule, and I, I was kind of flipping around on all the hockey games. But, yeah, I, I wanted to really, for the first time of the season, sit and watch Victor Wembanyama for an entire duration. The fact it was against the Raptors. Yeah, it's a bit of an easier matchup because they have traded away kind of the, the, the top end of a lot of their roster, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I wanted to see how some of the, the other players, uh, whether it be Scotty Barnes, uh, R.J. Barrett, even Emmanuel Quickly, had a pretty tough night, to, to be honest. Uh, they stacked up. But yeah, Wemby basically had his way with it. He, he looked like the first overall pick in generational talent um, that he was projected to be coming out of France. So it was, a, it was an exciting game, and you kind of get to see a guy like that um, up close, a lot like when we tune in to watch Blackhawks games prior to Connor Bedard's injury, right? You get to see um, the talent uh, in a different light, not necessarily going up against a team you're rooting for. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a little uh, action sprinkled um, on Victor Wembanyama, some of his overs, and it, I had just him to get a double double. Ends up with a triple double. He, he was all over the floor. It was uh, it was a good game to watch. When you talk about most anticipated athletes, like that you were really fired up to watch make that jump from amateur, collegiate, whatever it might have been, to the professional level. I mean, we've had two of them in the last couple of years. The Bedard hype has been unbelievable for two, three years, ever since he got into the dub pretty much. When Benyama, a couple of years, we've been like, this guy's an absolute maniac. When he, when he gets to the pro, what's he going to be able to do? Baseball. I'm sure if you look, there's some. I mean, college football, those guys are out there every year. Caleb Williams would be the latest. But who was, like, the most anticipated one for you? Like, you're watching it. I cannot wait to see this guy get to the pros. It's a chalk answer, but I think it's Connor McDavid. I, yeah. I mean, it was the, the hype around that draft year was something we hadn't really seen since Sidney Crosby, realistically, kind of a 10-year gap there um, between his exploits in Erie with the, the national program. Uh, and then, you know, the Oilers winning the draft lottery was pure euphoria uh, here in Edmonton. So I, I think that was probably the biggest one for me because it's hockey's a really interesting one because the kids are so young, right? They're, they're 18 years old and they come in. It's not the same as uh, college football. Most of them are already in their um, early 20s, maybe 20 at the youngest. Um, so McDavid would top that for me. And with I, I, I was very intrigued by Wembenyama this year. I... I 
kind of, I think, knew what to expect from Connor Bedard and have sort of gotten what I expected. Uh, I think a lot of people were over-hyping him and putting a little too much extra juice on him uh, because of the comparisons to the likes of McDavid and Crosby, the previous two quote-unquote generational talents. So, uh, but Wembenyama this year, it's so funny watching him out there because he just looks like a stick, like a a, a praying mantis. He like his, his limbs, like he's so skinny, his limbs are so long. Like he doesn't look like an athlete, but then you actually watch him move and like, man, the, the guy can make it happen. Whether it be, like there was one kind of almost an alley-oop type pass from like just on uh, the Raptors side of midcourt that was well behind him, but the dude's a mutant, so he can <laughs> easily reach back and kind of put it, he obviously didn't dunk it, but a little uh, put back there. It was really, really impressive to see. So of most recent memory, I would say McDavid and, and probably Wembenyama. And he and Chet, like Wembenyama coming in 7-4-2-10. Chet Holmgren of this OKC Thunder, 7-1-2-0-8. So two less bounds, three less inches when it comes to height. Uh, but similar body type. So let us know, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Who Who is the most hyped athlete you were looking forward to watching as they made their jump to the pro level? Sidney Crosby was one for me. You know, we're similar ages, so it was kind of like, oh, my goodness, this guy's in the NHL. I'm working at Save on Foods, putting out apples. We are not the same. And then another one, I remember Michael Vick. Well, like, the hype train for Michael Vick was absolutely massive out of Virginia Tech. He didn't get the same college highlights that he did back then. But whenever, you know, you got a chance to see him, he was doing something crazy. And as a Chargers fan, they had the number one overall pick that year. So I was fired up. They traded down, got LaDainian Tomlinson. It worked out great. But Michael Vick coming out of college, I mean... That guy was an absolute stud. So let us know. Uh, Cat Dad says, Caleb Williams is going to be a bust. I've said it before. You can mark it down. I guess it depends on what the standards are. Is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. That, that's pretty high ceiling. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. But so much of it is situational where you land and you know who's going to be with that, around you with that supporting cast. Do you have a competent coach? If it's Chicago, I guess we'll see. There's so many factors with Caleb Williams. It, it is it is funny that the Super Bowl was on Sunday, and yeah, we kind of tie up the final storylines. The rating numbers came out today, most watch of all time. A few tie ups from uh, Andy Reid's comments about not retiring, whatever. But it's all like attention has already shifted, right? We're we're looking at the combine, <laughs> yeah. the draft, the the. It's been an underlying uh, storyline since the playoffs started, even. Uh, kind of behind the games being played, but what the Chicago Bears are going to do with the number one overall pick. Did they get Williams? Did they trade down? Did they keep Fields, trade both uh, the pick and Fields and pick another quarterback? There's there's so much speculation. I, I think we've seen enough from Caleb Williams that, like, USC was not very good this year, but the guy doesn't play defense. And um, some sometimes it's, it's an indictment that you don't get to play the higher quality uh, caliber of opponents, and when you do, you're not quite as ready for it. That'll come with maturity and, and repetition in the NFL, I think, and playing against real pros, even on the practice field every day. Like, imagine Caleb Williams at practice, USC practice, and you're going up against their absolute travesty of a defense, even if it's the first teamers. Like, how much better can you get at a certain point? Your God-given ability will only get you so far and until you actually start competing against players that are better than you and, and your, your peers to a certain extent, right? So getting in NFL practices and training camps, I expect Caleb Williams to, to have a fine career. People are kind of getting after him for everything from painting his nails to, to showing emotion and crying after losses. Like, who cares? The guy can absolutely ball out. I, I'm excited to see him, and whether it's with Chicago, Commanders, who knows elsewhere. Um, I, I, my, my favorite... Um, speculation spot is is for the Falcons to trade up and see him land with all those weapons that he already has there. Uh, I, I would love to see that, but we'll just have to wait and see for the time being. 
You know, I mean, you, you go off the, the ridiculous Heisman winning season that he had back in 2022. Uh, he threw 112 more passes, 12 more touchdowns, same amount of interceptions, a bunch more yards. But yeah, he didn't have too many pieces around him. He lost Jordan Addison going into this season. So there's a piece that goes away. And you're right. Uh, his defense was awful. I mean, he for them to win, they had to put up I'm just going back to his last five games and some of these games against, you know, really good teams in Washington and Oregon, but they would have needed 39 points, 37 points, 53 points, 50 points. That game they actually won, 50 to 49. Welcome to the Pac-12, baby. May she rest in peace. <laughs> and then against Utah, they lost 34-32. And I think I think <laughs> Caleb Williams was one foot out the door at that point, uh, ready to make that jump to the NFL. I've seen that with one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, you don't play defense. Hard to win when your team's giving up that many points, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think Caleb Williams is going to be a fine player. Can't wait to see what he does. Caleb, Imagine if Caleb Williams went back one more year and played in the Big Ten. No, he couldn't. Or could he? <laughs> NIL money's the, not the too thing bad. The is, he has not, like, there's no possible way to boost his draft stock. I mean, no, he's it, number one. Imagine if Michael Penix Jr. was 20 five instead of 26 or what uh, that's not actually how old he is but or is that pretty close either way let's just pretend he had one more year what he like because he's got a lot of question marks still he goes back for one more year to stay healthy and absolutely torch the big 10 would uh would their defenses also get torched uh yeah maybe it's just it's it is so comedic that all these pac 12 teams are now going to be in what's basically playing a different sport going up against iowa Go get that money, young man. Punter, MV, MVP of Iowa's team this year that only had like two losses. Cat Dad says Caleb Williams is just an easier way to spell Jamarcus Russell. Is Jamarcus Russell hard to spell? For Cat Dad it is. You know what, though? Jamarcus Russell had the natural talent, but he didn't study. He didn't put any work ethic in. Caleb Williams, did he, he had the same head coach, right, from Oklahoma to USC? Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. Yeah, so he the offense would have stayed the same. I don't know, man. I'm not going to put that on Caleb Williams. Let's go out there and see what he does. Let's see what kind of plays he can make. Jamarcus Russell had some really good players at LSU. Buster Davis. I think he had Dwayne Bowe. Two first-round receivers. LSU, in, in their history, has had some ridiculous groups of receivers. Joe Burrow had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were there together at, at LSU. Neighbors, Malik Neighbors was there. <laughs> They've got some really good receivers coming out at LSU. They could almost be wide receiver you. But Cat Dad, we will mark this down. If he's a bust, you're correct. If he's not a bust, it's going to be hard for us to trust you going forward. But that's going to be seven months away before we can actually tell. Big Dooley says, had to see all the hype for Alexi Yashin. Had a five-game point at Rexall against the Oilers. I'm a Bruins fan, but thought he was a special player. I mean, the the hype train for Yashin was pretty big. I don't know how many of you guys have seen that Alexander Digg documentary that's out now. I haven't seen it yet, but I will be dabbling that at some point. Yeah, I mean, Yashin was a really good player. Rookie season, 79 points in 83 games. Next year, back in the league, 44 points in 47. Never cracked 100. Went to the Islanders, didn't have a whole lot of success there. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he, he was a, a very good player coming out of that 1992 draft after Omen, ov- only Roman Hammerlick. Flames legend. 
That guy hung around the league for a long time, did he not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. See, he's Oilers legend, too. Dropped in the checks. One of the checks a couple times. Played for Zlin ZPS or ZPS Z. on three separate occasions. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, there, we might have a couple American listeners tuning in illegally, <laughs> finding a way to get the stream. You just uh, got to change your um, your computer's IP address or something. It's the same way I looked it up back, like in university, so I could get American Netflix. Oh man! And I like it, looked into it, and I was like, "This is way above what I like." I am the most technically inept person. I was like, "I don't know how to do this stuff." It was so easy. <laughs> above me, buddy. I went. I would do that on my PS3. I would go into the settings, change the things they would tell me to, like, "Oh, this code works," and then I'd be watching King of the Hill on Netflix. Unbelievable times. Here's the thing about me, Connor. <laughs> I have rocks for brains. And, um, especially when it comes to like, I had a PS three, had it in the, in the dorm room in Lister, shout out 10 Hende and me and my, like my buddy who's way smarter than me and my roommate, he, he, like he was not helpful. Could if he figured out? Sure. But I don't think he cared enough because he just watched Netflix on his laptop anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Not good teamwork there. We would, uh, we would set it up at friends houses on like the, the, we could stream Netflix. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Mitchell said Yashin was good. Yeah, he was very good. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit about the Oilers matchup tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. Defensive pairings are back to what we've become accustomed to seeing. The experiment is over. What did we learn? We can talk about that and more. And if you've got any more of the athletes that you were hyped up to see, making that jump from college or junior into or even high school lebron james that was pretty hyped uh making the jump to the pros you can let us know one 1440 it's fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky Eleven twenty. it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 connor halley brandon douglas with you here tuesday morning coming to you live from the stingray studios here in west edmonton mall Big shout out to our sponsor, Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Brandon, uh, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Nice little gift for the loved one. Maybe you just start dating. You want to be a little quirky. You, you forego the traditional Valentine's Day chocolate and flowers, and you get some nice protein with some beef jerky. Like, I mean, if a lovely lady brought that over to you for her Valentine's Day, I feel like you'd love it. Oh, I'd what's uh, what do the kids say? Wife status? Yeah. Uh, and for any gentleman out there looking to to treat their fine lady or uh, significant other, like flowers, I, I love flowers. Don't get me wrong, and I love to to get them, whether it be for my mother on Mother's Day or maybe for a, a young lady if you're taking her out on the town or something, picking her up. You drop drop off some flowers as you uh, do so at the front door. But let's be honest, flowers die. You know what doesn't the eternal utility that you gain from eating some Wilhawk beef jerky. Like as soon as you have some, you want some more, which it might put you in a bit of a hole because then your significant other will constantly be on you to go back and refresh the stores uh, in your own fridge. But Hey, worth it because great price and above all else, great taste. So cannot say enough good things. And and when you say Connor outside of the box ideas for Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, (laughs) Valentine's day, same, same. Nothing, uh, I think that probably tops the list of all the ones I've heard over the years. Nice little uh, bouquet of beef jerky. Yeah. Different flavors, oh. some sausages. That would be amazing. All stuffed into an jar, open jar of uh, uh, pickled carrots. Spicy Extra pickled spicy. carrots. 
No, they, have, they have candy. They got rubs. They got it all at uh, Will Hoxel. Check it out. Uh, right now, why don't we go into the inbox? Brought to you by Ewell. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L.ca. I got to change my hat. I got an Ewell hat I'm going to throw on instead here. Take off the old Chargers hat. Much better. Ready for the segment. And that's a sharp looking lid. It is, isn't it? I, I already just wa- I just watched my uh, my Ewell mug oh, that I have nice. my morning coffee in, uh, usually around 8 o'clock, 8.20 during the Kevin Carey show. Once Spec gets on, I know I'm uh, I'm good. I can step out for a moment and get a, a fresh cup made. It's Ewell time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the notepads they gave us. If they're listening, a couple more. I go through them every day. <laughs> they are fantastic. Okay, let's jump into the NHL tonight, Brandon. Attica wants us to go there, so let's go do it. Uh, the NHL tonight, uh, of course, the Oilers, Red Wings, probably the one that uh, most of us are paying attention to. That's going to be the final game of the night. Before that, lots to get to. Uh, how about this one? When it comes to fantasy, you want some goal scores, you want points. Lightning and Bruins. You got Nikita Kucherov, one of the top scorers in the NHL, 89 points this season. Then you got Pasternak, no slouch either. 33 goals, 42 helpers for him in this one. Uh, good goaltending, though. I mean, what are we what are we thinking here tonight, Brandon? Uh, anyone you like in this matchup, or are you thinking we're going to get a goaltending duo? Well, not a duo, battle. Duo. Duo. That's a duo duel. <laughs> I got to add that L like yeah. E-L. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the obvious names jump out at you with Pasternak and Kucherov. They, they come in at um, the fourth uh, or pardon me, third and fourth most expensive options on uh, on DraftKings for your daily fantasy lineup. Uh, I, like more expensive than Connor McDavid tonight. So and a few hundred bucks separating them. So if you're looking for bang for buck, of course, those guys are wingers. But uh, I think I like McDavid tonight. He, he's got 11 points in his last five games uh, following the shutout in L.A., I would hope we talked about this last Saturday morning after their kind of so-so effort against the Kings, hopefully to see a little bit more of an inspired team um, Saturday night against Los Angeles. We didn't really get that. Uh, so hopefully that even spills over now into tonight's game against this is a Red Wings team that's playing a lot better as of late. Patrick came back in the lineup. Um, so, so I think if you go back to what Oilers fans love, and I will consider myself in this category too, of line stacking the likes of McDavid, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has, has been a little bit of a non-factor for this team lately, so I'm not sure I'd be including him in the mix. But elsewhere, the rest of the Lightning, um, Vasilevsky is, is a sure bet. Both him and Elmark, if that's where you want to go for your goaltending things, uh, options and daily-wise, pretty decent pricing on them. Uh, I think Vasilevsky probably because of the fact that uh, Boston is such a good team. And Tampa fighting for their playoff lives too, much like I just mentioned with Detroit. So there, there's a lot of teams with a lot to play for right now. And if you really want to, I think Big Save Dave is expected to, to go back in the net for the Kings tonight against Buffalo on the road. Following a shutout of the Oilers, do you, do you ride that hot hand and go back there too? A um, little expensive for my taste on, uh, on <laughs> DraftKings. But th- there's, there's no shortage of good options today with what's a, a smaller slate with just, uh, or pardon me, a... <laughs> smaller uh very big slate tonight so you can go a lot of different ways and get creative with it i mean i'm, I'm looking at this toronto maple leafs team and they're kind of kind of bullies now aren't they you know you, you just they lose their temper they do crazy things they are taking on the st louis blues oh well, i don't know about that one ducks and canadians here that should be a that should be a real showstopper tonight eh brando mm, that i'm Nick not Suzuki sure point night yeah it, it's possible um 
no confirmation yet of who's going to be in net for the Ducks. We saw John Gibson uh, leave the Oilers game uh, after the second period. So Lucas Destal, who was quite good in the third period, probably in line to start. He's been um, mostly good for a bad team this year. I don't know if I'd be looking that way. Uh, you know, like you might be just trying to overthink it when there's so many other good goalies available. Even Alex Gorgiev going up against Charlie Lindgren uh, tonight in the Capitals and Colorado uh, matchup. Nate McKinnon, surprising uh, kind of little cold spell almost for, for him. Uh, once again, a line stack option there in, in Colorado to see some guys bust out. And, and Washington, Ovechkin's kind of gotten hot, but elsewhere around the rest of the lineup, not a ton of offensive prowess, so I wouldn't mind uh, Gorgiev or uh, the rest of the Avalanche, hopefully a game that they can get back on track. Montreal, or sorry, Vancouver Canucks taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. The Canucks second most goals for on the season. The Blackhawks fourth most goals against they have a not not quite a league high but second minus 74 goal differential could you load up some canucks tonight probably a pretty safe bet uh can elias petterson continue his uh his good um start to his uh, tenure as a vancouver canuck i i like that look um yeah the blackhawks man Connor bedard is expected back i think as early as next week maybe i saw a little note about that out of chicago so you know some more things on the horizon for when the blackhawks are playing as kind of a a lone player you might want to grab for probably a decent price um but uh but yeah the rest of the canucks the usual suspects quinn hughes uh philip Peronic, a little bit of a more under the radar one playing on the other side with uh, with hughes up on the top pairing get some power play looks as well uh Lindholm, Pedersen, Brock Besser, strong season. So it's it's all about how you situate and where you kind of want to spend your money in your daily fantasy lineup, I think. And uh, but also at the same time, if anybody has any questions about maybe their uh season long, because with a big slate like tonight, there's a good chance you're gonna have to leave some people sat on your bench. So if there's any questions there, um it's obviously hard to answer them uh without knowing the rest of the situation. But uh, you know, simple one or two player choices, we'd be happy to take those two for for some options. Uh, we did have a text coming in from Mark per Americans listening oh. down south. Tough to get us over there. We we do run music from six to nine, so uh, there is that geo wall, but he does say the VPN app on his phone is quite helpful. So Mark, shout out to you listening in Seattle. Uh, that is very cool. It says you're from Florida, but uh, we'll trust your word over what our machine tells us. The text line is one 401 If you'd like to get into the inbox, ask us a question, share a comment, whatever it might be. Uh, we've got Slurpee Sean saying, I just did my first mock draft for 2024. Let's go, baby. So one day after, two day after the Super Bowl, you're already doing your NFL mock drafts. I assume Christian McCaffrey would go one overall. But uh, let us know, how did it uh, end up working out? Uh, Like we did say earlier on, it is game day. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings on the season, 27-18-6 for their team. Daryl Larkin leading the way when it comes to points uh, for the Oilers, though, or sorry, for the Red Wings. Uh, Winners of three of their last four uh, just knocked off the Vancouver Canucks. They fell to the Sens. They beat Vegas. They beat Philly. So uh, right now playing some, some decent hockey. In their division, they're only one point back of Tampa for third. Obviously, Florida and Boston uh, kind of running away with the Atlantic at this point. But the Detroit Red Wings, certainly a team you can't sleep on. No, and the play of Alex Lyon has kind of really saved their season for the most part uh, between injuries and, and inconsistent play from some of the other guys in the crease. It's a, It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but they're... <laughs> The Red Wings have some choices to make coming up. They've got some expiring free agents. Um, 
who, if they decide to sell at the deadline or or hold on to some of these guys kind of maybe as their own personal rentals, I I don't know if they move Patrick Kane either way. He kind of obviously chose to to come to Detroit in the first place for a reason. Um, some a, a no-trade clause in the mix there as well. But even the likes of David Perron, uh, Daniel Sprong, maybe a useful player as a depth option. Uh, and on the back end, even a guy like Shane Gossesbear, he seems like a perennial trade deadline acquisition guy um, to help a power play, depth defense, whatever the case. So the Red Wings have some choices to make um, coming up as the deadline approaches, but there's they're still in the mix. So it's the, the Eastern Conference kind of on the bottom end of it, those last few playoff spots, very much up for grabs, uh, both in the sense, sense of the wild card and the kind of bottom spot in each division too. So I'd, I'd expect a motivated Detroit team. Um, and the Oilers, man, like I said, I, I'm just, even when they were still at the tail end of that winning streak, some less than inspired efforts some nights, um, being back on home ice hopefully can kind of rejuvenate them and, and get them back to some winning ways. Yeah, you hope so. You hope so. Going back to the defensive pairings that we're a little bit more familiar with after that California trip, uh, I mean, the top line, we were out at the the ice house on Friday night, and we were kind of commenting like, oh, man, this McDavid line playing okay, but not putting the puck at the back of the net. They score immediately. They score immediately, naturally. We saw the nastiness of Kane, Dreisaitl, and Perry, uh, but, you know, you you need more. Eventually, you got to put the puck in the back of the net. The opportunities. Uh, aren't going to win you too many hockey games. Still playing pretty good defensively against the Ducks, you know. Gave up some chances, but you're afforded that opportunity because <laughs> they don't have a lot of finishers on that team at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. The LA Kings obviously didn't go their way, kind of got out of hand towards the end. But, yeah, I mean, uh, they've they've got a lot of good tape to fall back on and, and just try to find their stride. They'll have to do that against the Detroit Red Wings team tonight. The, the one name that I really think will benefit from this re, realignment of the defense core back to how we saw it for most of this season um, is, is Evan Bouchard. Uh, yeah, obviously, we, we all know his struggles defensively, but when he's playing with Matias Ekholm, they get um, a ton of pairings or matchups, I guess, by being out on the ice with Connor McDavid and co. So I think that benefits him uh, very uh, a lot, I should say. And of course, still running the top power play unit will always be a big benefit points-wise. So um, maybe maybe Evan Bouchard's a guy on the, the daily fantasy thing. If, you, if you're confident in the Oilers to kind of right the ship a little bit. We talk about it as if they're in the, mired in a five-game losing skid just because <laughs> they've lost two of three. Yeah. But uh, uh, so uh, he, he might be a guy I look at to, to kind of pop off. And I just think for the Oilers overall as, as a team, I think they're better suited having Vincent Darnay on the third pairing. He's he's a guy that gives you versatility because of his size. But to be up higher in the lineup and, and going up against other teams' top lines, I'm just not sure if his foot speed is really adept enough to, to play those more rigorous minutes. Um, the size helps compensate for that, but it can't always do the trick. So I think with the Oilers as Vinny DeHarnay as your third pairing defenseman makes you a legitimate contender. Uh, if he's playing against the other team's top lines, I'm a little less confident in that. I will say, though, I mean, you, you know, you talk about it. They lost two of their last three. I mean, the world's not on fire. They don't need to panic or anything. But you look at their next opponents and uh, the Detroit Red Wings right now, a playoff team. Wild card, but a playoff team. The St. Louis Blues, wild card, but a playoff team. The Dallas Stars, first in the Central Division. The Oilers, despite the record, the the streak that they went on, and as impressive as it was, a lot of people were quick to point out, well, they weren't really beating the world beaters in this one. Mm -hmm. These games are important. I mean, send the message around the NHL, right? Like, okay, well, we, we went on that run. We put ourselves back in the playoff spot. 
you can only play who's in front of us, and now we're playing some more quality opponents. you got to go out there and have some success against them. If you drop the next three, two of the next three, whatever it might be, uh, some questions might be out there. You know, what are the Oilers? Can they can they beat these real teams? The Oilers have a chance to silence that in the next couple games here, so we'll see if they do it. Certainly a few things to correct, and you're right. Vinny D'Arnais, in a pinch, maybe you can throw him up there. But ideally, I think third pairing's probably for the best. Uh, we're texting here from Eden, father of Arias. Hello, gents. Do you believe the Oilers are risking injury to McDavid, having him carry Nuge around? Is that like a, ja- a joke? Like my back is sore from carrying this show or something like that? Uh, or or um, what's the... Oh, my! Uh, when I die, I'd like my group project uh, workmates to be my pallbearers. They didn't let me down <laughs> one last time. Something, something along those lines. I do believe it's a jab at... Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hey, hey, I said it. He, he, a little bit too much passenger play. And this is a guy that I champion. I, I think he's very valuable to the Oilers' success. But as of late, when you look at the team's overall offensive struggles, I guess, and kind of um, lack of scoring ability at times, which we, which you don't expect from a team with this much firepower. Two of the best, the best player, and arguably the second or third best guy in the league uh, down on your second line. You need more production from the guys around them. And, and Nugent Hopkins, I think, is probably the. Um, epitome of that right now a little more engagement whether it be around the net front and stuff because and who knows maybe re-injecting Sam Gagne into the lineup you want to look for a, a real depth uh, type maybe add tonight if he if he's even available to, to play his uh, production in the games he's played has been really admirable going up against one of his what's now multiple former teams tonight in the Detroit Red Wings I, I might sprinkle a little Sam Gagne anytime goal action tonight uh, across my my preferred sports book so it's uh, his production's been there, and and when you see a guy like that who's not the biggest guy, not the most physical guy, but just has an edge, he can kind of drag guys into the fight a little bit. If the first line sees fourth line Sam Gagne going out there and getting buried in the crease trying to fight for a loose puck, maybe that provides a little motivation to the likes of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, you don't really need to usually motivate Zach Hyman per se, but uh, but all the same, the the rest of the lineup takes notice and, and hopefully follows suit. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I, I guess it would be fair to be critical of his offensive output. He uh, last scored a goal January 27th. Before that, you'd have to go all the way back to Tuesday, January 1st. Yeah. And Nuge, he, he gets those chances. It seems like he was missing the net a lot or getting shots blocked. Almost um, just taking a second too long with yeah. the release. And I think confidence probably playing a role in that as you do go longer stretches without scoring. It's It can get frustrating and you kind of think, okay, instead of trying to, to rush it, take an extra second and make sure I get good wood on it. Well, maybe the goalie's over there now or somebody's moved into the lane. So uh, just relying on your instincts, it would be uh, a good fallback option for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I mean, this guy has had 100 points last year. Will that be his career high? Yeah, probably. But guess what? He still hit it all the same and proved that he's uh, as dynamic as any when it comes to playing with top caliber line mates, which of course he has in his centerman, Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean, if you thought what he did last year was going to be repeated, I'm sorry the expectations were too high. That was just a a lot of things going very well for him. Probably not going to be where he ends up. 12 goals so far this season. I mean, if he finishes with 20, we're probably saying, okay, yeah, that's that's not bad. Uh, But uh, certainly you would love to see him score some, uh, some goals down the stretch here. They are going to need it. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. That segment brought to you by Ewell. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, some news coming out of CFL Free Agency. The Edmonton Elks have signed Javon Leak. He was the CFL's most outstanding special teams player 
in 2023. Comes over from the Toronto Argonauts. He played 17 games last season. He led the league with 1,200 punt return yards, third highest in CFL history. Also had four touchdowns. So uh, for the Edmonton Elks return game, that's an absolutely massive signing. It's good to see them doing something. Uh, you know, uh, you don't want to see them sit by. And I think a lot of fans uh, were probably expecting not a ton of action by the double E uh, as they are, you know, already brought in uh, Bethel Thompson. They they made the trade um, earlier this offseason as well. So this was, a, I think, probably a pleasant surprise to, to boost uh, the special teams because for anybody that watched the Elks, the entirety of last season and not just the home stretch uh, you know there's room for improvement pretty much across all three facets of the game so uh, a guy of his caliber will certainly provide a boost to it and and hopefully you know give some the offense uh, some good starting field position uh, from time to time throughout the game for yeah i mean we're, we're still trying to find that next gizmo right always we had winston october uh, i think tony Tompkins did it for a little bit uh, Tristan Jackson had a great little stretch, but uh, trying to find that that next big return man and the Edmonton Elks hoping that it will be Javon Leak. He liked that signing. Also can play a little bit of running back as well. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll jump back in the inbox. We'll let you guys know exactly what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger Show. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's 11 of 43. Fantasy Frenzy rolls on. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you today. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, coming up immediately following us here on Fantasy Frenzy, it is the lowdown with low tide. That's Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger from noon to two. I believe they've got the practicum student himself, Donovan Paulson, Riding shotgun with Declan for the next month here. So he'll be involved as well. I'm really looking forward to their show today. I, I love the the knowledge you get from Low Tide. Sometimes he's going to calm you down. Sometimes he's going to fire you up. And uh, also just getting a tweet here from Jason Greger. Hearing the Sherwood Park Crusaders are close to announcing they will be building a new arena, multiple ice sheets, where they will play and also provide more slots for Sherwood Park minor hockey. Hashtag BCHL. Still feels weird, but uh, interesting for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. As I mentioned, we are going to uh, let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide today from noon till 2. Declan Kruger tweeting out the lineup moments ago. They've got NHL rumors. They'll be joined by Helene St. James. She covers the Detroit Red Wings for the Detroit Free Press. And then, as they usually do on these Tuesday afternoons. Daniel Nugent Bowman will be by at 1.20. Then we've got the Jason Greger show at 2 o'clock, running till 6 o'clock. Uh, Ansar Khan, Detroit Red Wings reporter with M Live, will be by at 2.20. Uh, we'll hear a conversation that Greger had with Corey Perry yesterday. Sean Brown, former NHLer, former Oiler, former AJHL coach as well, maybe even an owner. The guy does it all. He'll be in at 3 o'clock till 5 o'clock. Co-hosting will be joined by a couple couple different names. Someone that I think you'll find quite interesting, actually. Uh, former NHLer, current agent, Brian Curran, will be by at 3.20. We'll hear from Struddy at 4.20. At 5 o'clock, Mark Spector. And then at 5.20, Derek Van Deest of NHL.com. So lots of hockey talk coming your way throughout the afternoon here on Sports 1440. Gilly says... I'm in a keeper league for the last 14 years, and I haven't won the league ever and want to this year. I traded my first-round pick, third-round pick, and fifth-round pick 
in a year we are going to redraft next year for McKinnon, Matthew Kachuk, and Shesterkin. Did I get fleeced? I traded my first round pick, third round pick, and fifth round pick in a year. We are going to redraft. Who did you get for those players? McKinnon, Kachuk, and Shesterkin. Those but are the three? Those are three players, but assuming what I think Gilly means is that they are going to redraft so he doesn't have the opportunity to keep any of oh, those players. I thought we were going to redraft these players will be <laughs> available. Okay. I, I, th- I think I'm understanding what Gilly's saying here. Yeah, yeah so you're right. He, uh, meaning that he probably just has, you know, two... 15th, 16th, and 17th round picks because usually in, in keeper leagues, you have the trades have to require, um, include the same number of draft picks. So obviously each team is still picking the same number of players um, the next season. So listen, those three guys, McKinnon, um, he's going to be one of the leading scorers by the season's end, and he does a lot of things too, hits, um, block shots if you're in a bangers-type league. Matthew Kachuk, of course, the penalty minutes. Um, the hitting as well. And then you are Shesterkin. He's almost kind of the disappointing one here because he's not going to, or hasn't at least in recent, uh, recent stretch been getting, you know, the majority of the starts for the Kings, uh, John or Kings uh, Rangers, pardon me. Jonathan quick has been t- great. Uh, right. we, we talked about it with Grant Fear this morning. Prob like, is it hard? Is it outlandish? Is it even arguable to, to say that he's been the best backup in the league this year? You can maybe say up in Boston, the, the Ullman and Swaymark combo of course has been great as well, but Shesterkin, with the fact you're not keeping him, we saw it last night. He was kind of back in fine form, a 30-save shutout over the Flames. Tried for an empty net goal as well uh, late in the game when they were only up by one. But my opinion, doesn't matter what it is, fantasy, real life, NHL teams, NFL teams. We saw the Niners kind of do it to acquire Chase Young this year. Like, even if your team's good, if you think you have a chance, like maybe the rest of the league's a little weak right now for Gilly, Take advantage. If somebody's willing to give these guys to you for, for just draft picks, like you're just adding to your roster and dropping probably your weakest guys, yeah, it's going to suck next year. But guess what? In a keeper league, you're always – it's kind of – the turnaround isn't going to be as quick as an every-year redraft league because it's not just a fresh start. But you'll still have fine players that you can kind of use some late-round keepers on and then have your first round next year. Don't expect to be competitive next year, probably, uh, barring some really savvy moves. But if you got a chance to go for it, Go for it. I, I don't think he got fleeced. Those are three really good players for for what's in theory just three draft picks. So uh, they're only going to make you better. Like uh, in, there's there's very few guys you're starting over those players on a night. Let's say where all sixteen teams were playing, probably none. The only time you might sit Shesterkin because of a matchup or um, you know if he, if he's coming off injury, whatever. Right. So I don't think he got fleeced. I think it's a fine move. It's like I said, you're just going to have to pay the price next year when you probably don't finish quite as highly. Tell you what, today, Gilly, you won. You won that trade today. And we got to live in the moment, right? So true, Connor. <laughs> so true. AZ, happy belated CH. Hope your birthday was great. Thank we, you. It was. We didn't get to it yesterday because I didn't know, uh, but uh, I'm sure you guys touched on on the Gregor show, at least I hope so, by the time I left, uh, that it was Connor Halley's birthday yesterday. So it was. If, if you missed it yesterday, send, drop him a text like AZ just did. Thank you. Thank you. It, it how, was great. How old are you now, Connor, if you're 37. Com- comfortable saying? 37. If you've been listening to like sports radio in Edmonton, you knew me as a, a young buck that couldn't pronounce historic names. Like? I don't know. I, that was like one of my first sh- shows ever on air. I mispronounced like a guy who played in Montreal in 1940. <laughs> kind of got roasted Torched, for it. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Right. And look one, at me now. I'm still one, kicking. There's one thing that listeners love to do. It's correct us on either pronunciation, 
get a score wrong, anything like that. <laughs> We're not perfect people. Not even close. Uh, earlier on, Slurpee Sean talked about his mock draft, said uh, Superflex. CD Lamb went first. I had second pick, ended up with CJ Stroud and Josh Allen as quarterbacks. I like that one. Uh, CD Lamb, I believe he had 11 touchdowns in the final 13 weeks of the season. Like he absolutely went off. He only had one in the first six weeks. So it was kind of slow. But even in those games, it was like, yeah, he's, he's not putting up terrible numbers. He had a couple hundred yard games. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott really found their stride down the stretch. So that's interesting. That's, uh, that's an interesting one for sure. A couple more texts coming in. Tiger says they should correct your grammar. Oh, they do that too. Absolutely. All right. We're not perfect. Every once in a while, it's going to slip out. There's a lot of words that get spoken out loud. I think we're allowed. I don't know if allowed. It's okay to make mistakes sometimes. Use the wrong word here or there. Maybe end my sentences with a preposition. I wouldn't, but I, <laughs> there's only one thing that I don't like. And when it's when people say, I seen it. I seen it. If you say that, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's put it back. Other than that, though, I'm cool. Say whatever I, you want. I seen it. It's sports radio. We're not CNN. Every once in a while, we'll be tough. We'll mess up things. Gilly says, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Next year, we're going to redraft. I'm not going to get anyone in my first round. Oh, no, don't worry. The English isn't that bad, Gilly. We, it's we the ma- texting. We got it right. Yeah. We, we, we made sense of it. I think. <laughs> Happy birthday, CH. You're a lot better than Duke. He didn't know who the Oilers coach was before Jay. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting <laughs> text about this. That was Declan. <laughs> Somebody texted that in specifically and was like, hey, Duke, remember when you didn't know, when you thought Ralph Kruger was a coach before Woodcroft? I'm like, what are you talking about? They like, gave me the time, the date stamp, scroll back up on the text thing. It was a conversation between him and Declan. I used to, I think, Medic, Taylor Medic and I used to get confused a lot. Brennan Clark and I have very sound, similar sounding voices, so I get it. You and Declan, maybe they just kind of assumed we're all the same. People do that too. Yeah, just there's one person sitting in this uh, chair running the board from 6 to 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then they stick around overnight. They never leave. I live here. Well, let's quiz you. Knobloch, Jay Woodcroft. Dave Tippett. Yeah. Before that, Hall of Famer. Oh, Hitch? Yeah. Was he in there uh, at the tail end of... McClellan or was there yeah, something in between yeah. there too? Okay, you got that one. And then you're going back, a guy who likes motorcycles. Dallas Akins? No. Oh. <laughs> I, a guy that a lot of sorry, people sorry, Dallas Akins likes regular bicycles, <laughs> not motorcycles. <laughs> Todd Nelson. Oh, there we go. It was a quick one. I, I, a lot of Oilers fans really like Todd Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, he like was he just the interim yeah. for like the second whatever half of the season for for simplicity's sake, following Akins was fired after a California road trip, I want to say, because my friends and I were down in Anaheim and got our pictures with Bobby Nicholson and Craig McTavish. And my friends were intoxicated and said, you got to fire Akins. And then like two days later, he was fired. There you go. So that was like mid-December. Spoke it into existence. <laughs> uh, before that, Ralph Kruger, Tom Rennie, Pat Quinn, Mac T, Kevin Lowe, Ron Lowe, George Burnett. I remember George Burnett. I do not. That's going back to the mid-90s. You you weren't even born yet. 
I was born in the middle of the 90s. Too pretty, young. Pretty close to exactly almost. <laughs> and just to c- complete it all, Glenn Sather, Ted Green, John Muckler, Glenn Sather, Brian Watson, Glenn Sather. Do you know any of the WHA coaches? You know one for sure. Probably two. Do I? Claire Drake. Oh. Glenn, Glenn Sather. I assume Slats was also a part of it uh, at that point in the, in the organization. Wild Bill Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Legendary arena here named after him. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not called the Wild Bill Hunter Arena. It's just called the Bill Hunter Arena. But, but they still. should, like, I'm going to Wild Bill's tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a bar in Red Deer. That'd be great for our beer league team. Then the, uh, like, for maybe some of our teammates who are not showing up tomorrow night because it is Valentine's Day for our 10 o'clock game in St. Albert. <laughs> They could tell the old lady, be like, hey, let me take you out to Wild Bill's tonight. It's just a cold rink. It's just uh, the, I've, uh, I've done some, uh, the only time I've been in there actually is to broadcast some Junior B lacrosse games last summer. The Miners, mm. it's their home rink. Not bad. Not a bad spot. AZ says Ralph Kruger would love to have him around a little bit longer. Ontario Mom says, last time I was listening, Duke didn't even know how many Stanley Cup stillers had won. I keyed, I keyed. Gordon D says, sorry, wrong person. No worries, Gordon. We all make mistakes, as we've said a few Wait, times on this th- show. This has been well established. Everybody is allowed to make mistakes. And Joe's junk, we're going to finish it off with you because you have a great name. If you don't make mistakes, you're not trying. Right, Al? Well, I don't care. Al doesn't care. That's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy today. Big thank you to all of you for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide, Helene St. James. And Daniel Nugent Bowman. It's going to be a great show. Plus the great back and forth between Low Tide and Declan. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 11 a.m. Talk a little more fantasy sports. See if our predictions went well today. First, though, let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.